Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Hope you're keeping well out there in podcast land. No matter where you're tuning in now, it's it's, uh, another week has rolled round I suppose and (laughs) we've got so much to talk about. Honestly I just don't know where I'm going to begin. I think this week's news segment is going to be incredibly long and detailed so but we'll do what we can to get through all of the news and updates. Uh, But for those of you who just kind of skip all that stuff and get to the topic of the week well yeah the title of this week's episode kind of gives that away. We've got quite an incredible interview with none other than Pipe Major Alistair McLaren, of course, of the Western Australia Police Pipe Band. Uh, so we get to hear everything that he's been up to down under since he's left the sunny UK. Uh, so, yeah, that's all to come. But, yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping scene, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And we've got a lot of talk about this week, I suppose. Um, I'm sure a lot of you will be aware of quite a number of the news stories and... um, Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But with each and every Big Rab Show, we always like to kick things off with listener mail. And our email address, as always, it never changed, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's our email address. Uh, So, yeah, listener mail this week is pretty much the same as previous weeks. Uh, We don't have any. Things have been this tumbleweeds blowing through our inbox at the moment, which is not a bad thing, if anything. I am seeing this from a very positive light uh, because I do know that behind the scenes that so many people out there are furiously preparing for this incoming season. And that's what I can only assume is happening here. So a quiet email box means that people are furiously working hard behind the scenes and practicing rather than deciding to have a bit of a complaint and a moan on a podcast. So, hey, it's all great news, in my opinion. (laughs) But at the same time, communication with ourselves is the lifeblood of the show. So, if you folks out there have any thoughts, opinions, questions, anything at all, we would definitely love to hear from you and we'll bring it to the show, of course, here on our email. So, yeah, if you have any questions at all about anything we talk about in this show or previous shows, or even shows to come, then consider dropping us an email. BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, I have to give a shout actually to our Patreon faithful, and we've seen a little bit of a bump in numbers over there on Patreon, uh, and for good reason. We've got quite a lot of pretty cool exclusive content over there on Patreon. I might mention it every week, but I honestly don't think it give it half the credit it deserves. Uh, we have our weekly catch-up of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, which seems to be incredibly popular. Um, each and every week, it seems to be downloaded by pretty much every patron that we have. Um, so, yeah, they download it and take it with them, and they can listen to two hours worth of piping and drumming at their leisure. Every week. Every week. 
that, plus we've tons of exclusive interviews, episodes of Big Rab Show Plus. I think one just dropped this past week, actually. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's loads of exclusive things back there. So if you would like to help support us on Patreon, then you can do. Uh, but again, it's not compulsory. Uh, but yeah, just to give a shout out to our Patreon faithful, you guys are awesome! Helping support us, keep the wheels turning, of course, and hoping that you're enjoying all the extra content over there on Patreon. It's, yeah, every click really does mean the world to us and, uh, yeah, helps us do more. And that's the game at the moment. Uh, yes, we are still trying to seek UK volunteers for Big Rab Show TV. We've mentioned it a few times on the pod to no avail, uh, believe it or not. Which is kind of concerning. We are a little worried at this point. Uh, We're almost now in the month of April and our season starts in May. And we have very little, if any, cameras on the ground here for the UK. Uh, So seeing how the UK competitions would be the bulk of our online live streaming, it's looking like Big Rab Show TV may not happen. But we'll... Well, yeah, we're clinging on to hope. We do hope that someone out there listening to the pod right now will help us in the UK. Uh, so, yeah, if you are attending any competition here in Northern Ireland or in Scotland, and you think to yourself that you could possibly point a camera at a pipe band, then we want to hear from you. Yeah, our email address again, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are, that old chestnut. Okay, right, I think it's that point in the show where, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Change. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is change. And... Yeah, I'm not going to start singing Bob Dylan to you all the times they are a-changing. Okay, I did it. Um, but yeah, this week's Word of the Week is change. Now, this could be change for the better or change for the worse. But either way, what we're starting to see is change. And you'll hear all of that in this week's news segment. There's a lot of moving and shaking and talk about possible change in our pipe and scene saying that now is the opportune time to bring in change as we're starting to rebuild our pipe and scene. We are starting already, starting to see signs of change. We've heard, well, notifications that bands aren't able to hit the grass, unfortunately, but we've also heard that some bands are making a resurgence and may not have been in the competitive field for a while, but are now heading back out again. Now, we have yet to hear the official announcements, of course, so... I'll keep my gob shut on that front. But yes, we are starting to hear changes happening. As well as RSPBA themselves, our own headquarters, they said they're going to be in Northern Ireland here. They're running two showcase events again, which is fantastic, which is more of a festival than it is a competition. And I honestly am a huge fan of those. Uh, yeah, I love this change. And I, yeah, more of that, please. But also we're seeing changes in the lower grades as well, where they're going to be trialing uh, competitions um, where they don't have to march in and they actually form up first of all and then start. So yeah, they're trialing these things. They're looking at whether these changes will be effective or not. And uh, achieve what they believe they should achieve. And yeah, this year we'll see a complete year of change. We'll see a lot of new members, a lot of old members possibly. And a lot of players that we normally would see playing every season could be walking around in civvies. Jeans and a hoodie, you know. 
So, yeah, prepare yourselves, folks. Not only are we trying to rebuild a piping scene and bring it back to its former glory of 2019, the heady days of walking around a competition surrounded with bands may well be completely different this incoming year. And I dare say I'm facing this year with absolute confidence that we're going to hit the ground, yeah, as close to 2019 as we could possibly get. I think. I honestly think the standard will be very high uh, because I'm aware that over the pandemic that people had nothing to do other than practice in the house. (laughs) So I am sure that the standard of bands across the board will be pretty high, if I'm honest. So that's my opinion. I'm quite yeah willing to be told that this is stuff that Rab got wrong. Stuff that Rab got wrong. But I guess we'll wait and see on that front. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. And I think this week's Word of the Week has been, yeah, a bit of of, a thought of mine. I could just about talk. It's been a thought of mine that I've been looking at over this past week or so. Looking at the news stories that's dropped, we're starting to see signs of lots of change. Yeah. So, that's this week's Word of the Week. There you are. Alrighty. Well, that all being said, speaking of change, and perhaps you're looking at change as well from your own playing perspective, that you think that you might need to change something to overcome some sort of hurdle or obstacle that's just preventing you from getting better with your playing. If there's some reason you just can't get that third part in that reel, and ah, damn it, I'm just not going to play it. It's now a two-parted reel, and the third and fourth part just don't exist. Okay, okay. You just repeat the first and second part again. <laughs> uh, well, yes, if you are thinking about change and doing something about your plan to possibly up your game, then I can't recommend enough finding bagpipe freedom. Yes, I know I mention it every show, but folks, honestly, for great reason, because now I think our promotion uh, for this finding bagpipe freedom uh, is ending very soon. So if you haven't got a copy of the book yet, then please do consider going along and uh, purchasing a copy of it. Seriously, you will not regret it. Uh, But yes, also use our promo code, which is BIGRAB, and you'll save money at the checkout just by listening to the show. So yeah, it's a cracking book, which honestly has transformed my method of practice, uh, for one, but also my methods for learning tunes as well. So yeah, I've learned so much from this book, and it's not so much a read it cover to cover kind of thing. I do very much now just use it as a point of reference. I've bookmarked all sorts of segments in the book that I go back and I refer to, so You'll know yourself whenever you pick it up. So, yeah, shout out to Camille Late and Andrew Douglas. It's an incredible book that I, yeah, I've sung the praises of long enough now. I'm sure you're all sick of hearing me talking about it. But, yeah, find them back by freedom. Do consider picking yourself up a copy. And if you do, then use our code and save money just by listening to us. Big grab and you get money off. Not bad. Alrighty, well, changing that all aside, some things that never change is uh, people love to have a good moan and a complain, of course. And yes, you guessed it, one of our favourite segments here on the show. It's time for Weekly Drone. It's the Weekly Drone. Prize money? I heard last week's pod. I listen every week, to be fair. First prize for Grade 1 at the British Championships is 750 pounds? Well, that's the bus to the competition paid, anyway. Really, is that the best the RSPBA can do? Grade 1 British Champions receive a measly sum of 750 pounds. 
they can spend 30,000 pounds of hospitality for a season that didn't exist in 2021. I would hate to hear how much the winners of Novice Juvenile will get. Surely, with the vast amount of money RSPBA are taking in each year, the RSPBA can do better than £750 for the best pipe band in Britain on the day. All the hard work put in by all the players, all the practice and time and effort put into their performance when they could be doing other things with their time. All the hard work pipe bands put into buying uniforms, instruments, a venue to practice, and buses to the competitions. It all adds up, and £750 is nothing in comparison. Remember, there is only one band going home with that sum of cash. RSPBA, it's time you started to spread the wealth. Ah, yes. Thank you, Weekly Droner, whoever you may be, uh, with the dulcet tones of J.D. Ingram there. Thank you, J.D. Uh, yeah, so that was sent into us, of course, through our segment on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. And, uh, yeah, we did mention the prize money uh, at uh, <laughs> the British Championships. It is 750 quid for the Grade 1 champions on the day. I, I know that prize money... Has been a real bone of contention, I suppose, uh, for a lot of bandsmen and women for the longest time. And yes, it does seem kind of miserable when you consider that. But they also give prize money out from first all the way through to sixth. You know, with the lowest amount of prize money being sixth. And uh, we're talking about grade one. Sixth place in grade one is three hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, but first place is seven fifty. Uh, so. Yeah, anything, looking at the list here of prize money for, you know, the British Championships, I think the lowest amount of prize money is for sixth place as an adult drum major, and you get £40. Yeah, uh, So, but whenever you put the total prize money bill across an entire season, it's actually quite a, ch- a lump of change, you know, and that's coming out of the RSPBA coffers. I don't think they actually take it from the gate or anything like that. So it is quite a lump of change whenever you, you know, count everything out. Every grade, every prize has a bit of money associated with it. And uh, yes, I know it doesn't sound magical. You know, 750 quid might pay for the bus or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a few rooms of the hotel, possibly. But, yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. Bands can spend tens of thousands of pounds attending these major championships, and any assistance from RSPBA has been argued over the years, and we've you know, we talked about it at length here on the show, that the association could possibly do more to help bands get to events and attend them. Uh, I am aware of the uh, the arrangements in the United States. Some bands actually do get their travel paid for. Uh, and on some occasions, bands even have their hotels subsidized as well by the people who run the games. Um, so, and travel costs in the US, I'm sure, will be vastly bigger than what they are here in the UK because they're bigger distances. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Could the RSPBA headquarters take a leaf out of that book and possibly learn a lesson there from how it's done in the states quite possibly now you did mention there about what is the prize money for novice juvenile looking at the british championships there the novice juvenile prize money for first place and novice juvenile a is 650 
and Novice Juvenile B is the same, 650. Uh, so, hope that answers your question there, Weekly Droner. But looking at the World Championship, okay, the big one. Yeah, 12th and 13th of August this year in Glasgow. First place, great one, world champions. You get spiky, you get the, the sash and everything, you get the banneret and everything. And the title of world champion, which is all worth its weight in gold. And then you get two grand, £2,000. Now, that isn't bad, I suppose. You know, and all, <laughs> all things to be considered here. Two grand, it's not bad. And that's just my humble opinion. For first place in grade two, you get 1500 Grade 3A's, 1500 3B's, 1500 Juvenile's, 1500 Getting the picture here? Even all the way down through Novice Juvenile A and B, again, 1500 So if you do manage to lift the world title in your grade, yeah, the least amount of money you can expect is 1500 quid for your band. And if you do manage to lift it as an adult drum major or senior drum major, you get 150 quid. Yeah. But prize money all aside, as much as we're looking at the financials here, and yes, I do, again, agree, kind of, with our weekly drummer there, that RSPBA could possibly do something more. But whether that's with prize money or whether it's with kind of financial assistance whenever it comes to travelling, room and boards, that kind of thing, and possibly subsidising it in some way, I don't know, it would be very difficult to work out, I suppose. With so many bands travelling so many distances, it'll be hard to quantify, you know, who gets what, I suppose. And if one band is seen to be doing better financially than another, then it raises all sorts of complications. So, yeah, it's a very grey area. As much as we're talking about the finances, honestly, that's not what we're in this game for. We're not in competitive piping and drumming to get rich. <laughs> Let's face it, this is possibly one of the most expensive hobbies you could pick up. And uh, yeah, if you're expecting to win big mega bucks if you win the world championships, then forget about it. And that's always been the case. Even from when I was playing at nine years old in grade two, that's always been the expectation, is that you're going to be out of pocket, but you have the opportunity to walk away as a world champion. And that's what we're fighting for here. We're not fighting for prize money or all of that, you know, the, the money, the monetary part of it. We're fighting for the title. And that's exactly what we're competing for each and every year. It's that title. The money, sure, it's nice. But the title is where it's at. To be able to walk off that green and say to yourself, yeah, I'm British champion, European champion, Scottish champion, uh, UK champion or world champion. That's exactly what it's about. So if you have any opinions, of course, and anything that will be discussed there now about the monetary value of winning prizes, then please do send us in your thoughts. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. That's uh, where you can send it to us. Absolutely warts and all and completely anonymous there, as you heard as well. There's no names, no identifying factors, nothing like that at all. So that's where you do it and i dare say after some of the news stories that we're talking about this week uh, i can see some weekly drones coming in <laughs> oh it's gonna be a good one this week well with that being said i think at this point i should take myself a little break here yeah before we get into all the news and updates wallace bagpipes quality pride and passion made in scotland Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers.
Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah yes, it's time for the news and updates here on the Big Rab Show podcast. And uh, yeah, you might have guessed it. St. Patrick's Day will take the headline news, I suppose, from this past week. Um, yeah, we brought you a pod last week on St. Patrick's Day Eve. And the following day, let's just say, it seemed to be every piper and drummer on the planet was out there playing at something. There was either a parade, a community event, a, you know, a gig in a pub or a bar, a theatre. Absolutely everywhere. It seemed to be that uh, you took my words absolutely literal last week by getting the pipes out of the box and having a real good tune. And there's been, you know, mainstream media have been getting involved as well with various different news stories across different news networks and stuff. And there's various different pipe bands on display saying, hi, look at all these pipers and drummers. And it's just Oh, St. Patrick's Day this year, I don't know, but it seems to have been a real explosion of piping and drumming, uh, both you know across the globe and even right here at home in Northern Ireland. Now, I did say, and I came under quite a bit of criticism for it, that you know St. Patrick's Day is kind of uh, it's another day here, that there is the odd celebration, but nothing really to write home about. Well, isn't that stuff that Rob got drunk? Absolutely. And I am quite happy to be wrong on that front. So many bands here in Northern Ireland were out and about and celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Shout out to Kildog Pipe Bands. Uh, Column Kill were in action as well with huge crowds up there in Derry, Len- Derry London. Derry. It was fantastic. Uh, and also we had the Major Sinclair Memorial entertaining crowds all around Belfast City. And way too many other pipe bands for me to mention. And th- that's even just the ones here close to home. All the ones across the world as well. In Australia, New Zealand, the United States, in Canada, South Africa, even in China. I think the Hong Kong pipe band were celebrating St. Patrick's too. It was absolutely brilliant to see so many bands and musicians out there enjoying the music and just having some good times. It's been, yeah, it was so heartwarming to look at all of the content online all the photos and that you've been putting up all of the videos and stuff it's just been very heartwarming to watch it all and ourselves here on the big rab show we done what we could to try and keep up with all of it even though there was loads of it <laughs> so if you do want to check out all the action from st patrick's day we've done what we can uh, to share everything that was possible on our social media so you can check it out on our twitter and of course on our facebook page as well of course on st patrick's day as well i do have to mention that the blackthorn pipers society the blackthorn piping society actually opened its doors the night before for st patrick's day eve and uh, yeah they had quite a rip-roaring event as well all ahead of st patrick's day where a lot of uh, pretty amazing pipers hit the floor and uh yeah, we've also shared out their live streams as well. So if you do want to check out those performances, maybe you missed them, uh, you can go and have a watch at them. They're definitely worth catching, for sure. Alrighty, well, St. Patrick's Day aside, I have to say, again, it kind of dominated the news feeds for most of last week. And uh, yeah, we have to get past all of that. I do know that there's bands out there that will hopefully get a shout out and stuff, but seriously... There's way too many for me to mention on one podcast, so apologies, everyone, if you are expecting a shout-out in this week's pod. Uh, but, yeah, if it is something that I've annoyed you with but not giving your band a shout-out, then please do. You can drop us in an email, bigrabshow at gmail.com. 
Yeah, see, and I'm now starting to think there's the McDonald Memorial and their Academy Band as well. We had Waken District who are obviously out as well. Uh, Come on, there's way too many bands and I'm going to start annoying people. Oh, you didn't shout out my band, what's wrong with you? So, yeah, so I'm just going to draw a line under it, okay? Because it was such a crazy celebration with so many bands involved around the globe that for me to sit here and read a hashtag list of absolutely everyone who was out playing would take me forever and you folks don't want to listen to that. There'll be an hour and a half of me just reading names. So let's move on, shall we? (laughs) So, the very next day, after St. Patrick's Day on the 18th, our own RSPBA here in headquarters dropped a bit of a news story that may well be of interest of quite a number of people. Yeah, this is competition format easements that have been put in place by our own headquarters to try and help bands get back into the performing and competing. And reading the the, the notes and everything from this, from the music board themselves, they had two main bullet points as to what these easements hoped to achieve. They noted that some bands have yet to resume full practices due to the availability of suitable accommodation and different policies that are being applied across local authority areas have made this difficult and some bands are meeting in smaller groups without the ability to have a full band practice. Although there seems to be like fragmented different pictures across the UK so... Here in Northern Ireland, I do know that there are some bands that are having full practices, be it outdoors in the lashing rain, um, but there's other bands as well that are doing this, you know, small groups of like three or four people, and they do hope to meet together in the near future. So, yes, good to see that this that's one bullet point that's being considered. The next is that bands have expressed concerns that a positive COVID test amongst its band members, and, uh, you know, if they were in close proximity to someone, then how does that affect other members of the band and all of that and their ability to be able to compete at a championship? So, say, on the Friday night before your Saturday competition... The pipe major has to start phoning around and saying, hey, look, we've had a member test positive and they were at practice on Thursday. You might want to get yourself tested. And, of course, if you do your own uh, lateral flow or whatever, get yourself tested. And then suddenly, whammo, yep, you've got the COVIDs and you can't go to the band on Saturday and compete for the trophy. And, yeah, the band will turn up at a competition on the Saturday and realize that half of the band probably have been infected or something. So I'm just talking about the what-ifs here. But at least it's the music board now being seen to be given such a thing, giving this consideration, and now being able to reduce the numbers of required players to hit the grass for in order to field a competitive band. As you guys know, there, there are certain numbers for competitions that you have to hit, otherwise your band will get disqualified and not your performance won't be counted. Uh, Looking at Grade 4B, here in the UK, for a major championship, you have to have a minimum of six pipers, two snare drums, and one bass. There you are. And that's pretty much the same story all the way up now through Grade 2 as well. Now, that's definitely seen a reduction. Grade 3B, 3A, Grade 2 have all seen a reduction in these numbers to try and help bands in these grades. Also, in Grade 1, I think it remains the same. Eight pipers is the minimum, three snare drummers and one bass drummer is the absolute minimum amount of people that you can field. And uh, yeah, I don't think that ever will change, I suppose. 
So the numbers are different from major competitions to minor. And I would urge you to go and check out all the details, of course, are up there now on the RSPBA website. Uh, but honestly, seeing those two bullet points at the beginning and the factors that the music board are trying to mitigate, I suppose. It's quite a difficult one. But seeing this adjustment in the minimum numbers is definitely a big way to try and possibly help. I do know a lot of bands will struggle to meet those minimum requirements in certain grades. So, yeah, six pipers, two snares, one bass, and you're allowed to compete at a major championship. So, yeah, I I have to say I'm greatly encouraged by this adjustment made by the music board. and It shows that they're listening to their membership. You know, the concerns and everything that are being raised by bands aren't falling on deaf ears and they're doing something to help. So, with all of that in mind, we've seen changes in the playing requirements, you know, for drawing online or can you just choose a selection on the day, that kind of thing. You know, having to rock up in grade one with two medleys, two MSRs, but now they're allowing you to select your set ahead of time to, again... It's easing things, you know, making things easier and more approachable as we try to rebuild. And I think it's fantastic. So, again, I know sometimes I do draw criticism for criticizing our RSPBA and saying they're not doing enough. But honestly, this is definitely evidence that they are doing what they can to try and help us back on the grass again. So, yeah, well done, RSPBA. I have to say, go and check out the website, rspba.org. You can read the full details there about all your numbers, playing requirements, all that stuff's all up there now. And, uh, yeah, urge you, go and have a read at that. It's very, very interesting indeed. Alrighty. Moving on, uh, this past weekend, of course, in sunny Australia, in Melbourne, there was the Victorian Pipe Band Championships. And can I just say, watching the footage and everything that we've managed to find, oh, it looked as if it was the best possible time. So I have to give a shout out, actually, to the social media page, Black Bear. Uh, we are absolutely fantastic, by the way. Uh, yes, they managed to send us on the Big Rab Show a good lot of the footage uh, that we've shared out, of course, on our social media. So, yeah, I think pretty much every band was filmed uh, by Black Bear and at this competition and was shared out on their social media. And we've done what we can to share out those performances on the Rab Show page as well for you guys to enjoy. So the competition itself had competition from Novice Juvenile B all the way up to Grade 2. And, of course, Hawthorne Pipe Band were the Grade 2 band and they left their first prize because they were the only grade two band that were there. So, but yeah, go and check out the performance by Hawthorne, by the way. It's definitely worth catching. A very enjoyable performance, especially their medley. I don't I love that medley performance. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I have to give a shout to grade three champions then on the day, the city of Melbourne pipe bands. Yes, not bad at all. And also lifting the grade four, uh, let me see, it's Halliburry Pipes and Drums. Yeah, they're number one band. Well done. And also then lifting the grade 4b title was watsonia see this is stuff that rab got wrong yeah but (laughs) apologies watsonia rsl pipes and drums fantastic stuff yeah so for full details of course of all the results we've posted those on the rab show page as well uh but yeah such so many great performances there and uh yeah i do have my own particular favorites yeah not gonna lie there's some real good ones hawthorne absolutely go and have a listen to them never disappoint what a fantastic run also the city of melbourne of course in grade three there as well lifting the title definitely worth a listen uh so yeah halliburry as well uh not just their number one band but number two as well had quite a good run uh, 
Uh, so go and have a listen to Halleberry Pipes and Drums too. A lot of great performances there. And as I said, you can go and watch them all now on the Big Rab Show social media on our Facebook page. But you can also check out Black Bear as well, where they have all of the footage from that competition and others as well. Uh, so go and check that out as well. Shout out to Black Bear. Indeed. Now, I have to mention... Uh, possibly one of the biggest news stories, of course, for this upcoming weekend. I'm sure you're sick of hearing me talk about it. Klaus Kelt Pipe Band Concert is this weekend. Oh, my word. I cannot wait for it. I am so stupidly excited. It seems to be I've been talking about it now for weeks, and it's finally here. Klaus Kelp in concert in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh. And I was just off the phone there with the guys at Klaus Kelp to find out how many tickets is left. And to be very precise, there is 58 tickets left at the point of me recording this. Uh, and, of course, whenever you're listening to this right now, it could be completely sold out. So, yeah. Go and check out the box office at your own risk. The tickets may well be gone at this stage. Considering there's only 58 tickets left, I dare say these will leap off the shelves and there'll be none left uh, by the time uh, Thursday rolls around. Uh, So, yes, also, I've been asked to say by the band that there has been... Uh, trouble and stuff with booking tickets online through the Marketplace Theatre box office website. Uh, apparently there's some sort of, you know, worldwide problem with ticket payments online and stuff at the moment. So they're having difficulties with that. So their advice is, is to actually ring the Marketplace Theatre themselves, lift the phone, give them a ring and say, Hi, I need to reserve a couple of tickets and they'll sort you out over the phone if the online thing isn't working. Uh, so there you are. 58 tickets left for the Marketplace Theatre for Klaus Kelt. Um, seriously, it's going to be ridiculously good. All right. I've heard more audio. I've heard little clips and stuff of the band preparing. And uh, who is it good? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's going to be so good. And not only at that um, is the band going to be on stage, I'm going to be there as well uh, on stage. And to find out what I'm doing, then you're going to need to get tickets. But, yeah. It's just such a shame I'm actually part of the show. I kind of want to sit in the audience and watch all of this. It's going to be epic, man. It's going to be so good. Now, people have been asking about live streaming and stuff from the concert. Now, we don't normally live stream from concerts, unfortunately. Uh, We might upload the little clip here and there, but there's certainly nothing live or anything like that. Um, As for any clips and videos and stuff like that, well... To be honest, you have to go to Patreon uh, because, yes, we may well be producing some exclusive backstage stuff and little performancey type stuff over there on Patreon. So if you do want to go and check all of that, you know, video content from the Klaus Kelt concert, then consider heading over there to Patreon and, uh, yeah, you'll be treated to all sorts of backstagey stuff. Looking forward to doing that for our Patreon faithful. That'll be fun. Uh, but yes, there should be some little video clips and stuff, I'm sure, online as the concert happens on Saturday. And we'll do our best to keep across those and share them out on our social media when we find them. Uh, but as for an official live stream or anything like that, the answer is no. That we won't be doing anything like that, unfortunately, for this show. So there you are. Hope that answers all your questions. Klaus Kelt 2022. I'm so stupidly excited for this weekend, man. I can't tell you. It's just going to be so good. It's because we have Klaus Kelt, we have Grantia as well, and the Matt Boyd Memorial, and some Highland dancers as well, and some drum majors display. It's just going to be a ridiculously good weekend. I cannot wait for it. Anyway, let's fly on. Well, on the 19th of March, of course, you might think, it's just another day. Well, I have to say on the 20th of March, then the following day, is Bill Livingston's birthday. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> 20th of March, Bill Livingston celebrated his 80th birthday. And from all of us here on The Big Rab Show, we want to say a very heartfelt happy birthday. Now, I don't need to tell you who Bill Livingston is and why he's important in the piping scene. And honestly, he has earned uh, the monocular legend. And he is an absolute legend. And yeah, I mean that in the best possible term. And yeah... <laughs> The guy is an absolute legend. And thankfully, we managed to chat to him once here on the Big Rab Show podcast many years ago. Uh, when he was here, it was part of the Live in Ireland concert in Belfast. And uh, yeah, I have to say, I was really nervous talking to Bill. And the fact that I still managed to ask Bill what his favourite cheese was, I'll never forget his face. It kind of hit the floor and he looked at me and said, what sort of an idiot are you? But he did answer the question. So, if you do want to check out that episode of the podcast, <laughs> you can look back through your archives. And uh, so, the Live in Ireland interview with Bill Livingston, honestly, was a milestone for me. And talking to the legend himself was just fantastic. And, uh, yeah, a very heartfelt happy birthday. 80 years young to Bill Livingston, the absolute legend. There you are. So, from that then, on to something that isn't really a news story, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about on the podcast this week. And that was, um, yeah, I received a bit of a gift in the mail from a friend of mine who had an old program from a competition all the way back in 1983. This was held in Dixon Park in Ballyclare, and I uh, was absolutely fascinating. Looking back through this old program, so many bands were mentioned on this program with pipe majors and tartans and all the rest that are no longer with us. And again, it brings me back to my word of the week for this week being change. Uh, reading through this old program from all the way back in 83, so many familiar names, familiar bands, and, uh, yeah, all sadly no longer with us. And it's actually a favourite hobby of mine. Looking back through old programmes from competitions from way back. I don't know about you folks out there, but whether you collect old programmes and stuff like that from piping events. Uh, but if you do, then please do snap a photograph of the pages and publish it out there on social media. You might think that nobody will be interested. But uh, believe it or not, piping nerds like me absolutely love this stuff. You know, seeing old photographs of bands too from back in the day. You know, from back in the 80s, 80s 90s, noughties, even earlier, I suppose, 40s, 50s, 30s, 20s. All the way back. I love looking at pipe band history. And yeah, I just wanted to put it out there in this week's news that I received... A lovely gift in the mail of a program from 83 and it was fascinating to me and if anything I've kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole trying to find out where some of these bands are now there's quite a lot of bands on here that you know some that I didn't hear of before never heard of before but also a lot that I did and they're no longer with us uh, so trying to find out where they're based who was in charge of them and how were how successful were they over the years so, um, yeah, in this program from 83, we, we could see that Field Marshal were in grade two, so were St. Lawrence as well. And, uh, yeah, some of the grade one big guns and stuff that you would expect to be in the upper grades are in the lower grades. So, yeah, absolutely fascinating. I could look back through old pipe band history forever and a day as one of my favourite hobbies, and I just wanted to share that with you. I know it's not news, uh, but perhaps it's news for you and something that you could pick up as a possible hobby. There you are. Alrighty, old programs and looking back and everything, 
We want to look ahead to the future. And unfortunately, we had quite a bit of bad news with regards to the future for one of our grade one bands, Loman and Clyde. Yeah, the band put out a bit of an announcement on the 20th of March, reading, it's, at, it's with great sadness that the band announces that they will not be competing for this season. Uh, yeah, we have a complement of dedicated pipers and drubbers, but are short of comfortable numbers to be able to compete post-COVID-19. We all at Loman and Clyde wish to compete again if we are able to make it through these difficult times and look to consolidate and rebuild towards the season in 2023 and beyond. Thanks to all our band members, supporters and sponsors for their hard work up until now, and we hope that after a short break, we'll be back stronger. Now, whenever I read this message from Loman and Clyde, it was absolutely heartbreaking, if I'm honest. Loman and Clyde have been in that Grade 1 arena now for a while, and they have been making it their own. If anything, their performance in 2019, they've played one of the most interesting medleys in that season. And uh, if you have an opportunity, go back and listen to it. It's honestly one of my favourites. That it takes a few listens through before you kind of appreciate what they're doing there. It's really interesting musically. Uh, so, yeah, Loman and Clyde, terrible news. Whenever this dropped, I was so disappointed there for everyone there at Loman and Clyde. Absolutely heartbreaking. So, And this is even with RSPBA making these adjustments in the numbers and everything. Yeah, that's just so sad to see that Loman and Clyde won't be able to feel the band. Now, Pipestrums.com took it a little further and they started talking about the Loman and Clyde announcement and saying as well that there'll only be seven competitive grade one pipe bands based in Scotland now. Well, of course, we I think we heard in recent weeks and months that Glasgow Sky will not be competing in, in grade one. And now we have Loman and Clyde that have closed the doors for this incoming season as well. Now, we've heard all sorts of incredible rumours about many, many other bands that are on the brink of collapse. But (laughs) I have to stress that we are not here to report rumour. Because, yes, whenever this announcement came out, then the rumour machine just started again. And, uh, yeah, kicked it into overdrive. Oh, well, well, Loman and Clyde's gone. Then there's all these other bands are going to fall too. Nah, that's not how it happens. It's, It's sad news all round, you know. And we shouldn't really be... Hoping or, yeah, expecting other bands to fall by the wayside as a result. So to everyone in Loman and Clyde, I for one cannot wait to see you back on the grass again in 2023. And I dare say you will come back, yeah, stronger than ever. And I, yeah, I cannot wait to see you back, folks. Don't be too long. Don't be too long. And, uh, yeah, as for Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band as well, they're another band that I cannot wait to see back on the grass again. And, yes, it's sad to see that bands are falling by the wayside. But I did mention that this was a possibility. After coming through a global pandemic, uh, yeah, this was expected. Even though reading the news on the pod this week, it's definitely not news that I want to read as well. So, yeah, full commiserations to everyone there. At Loman and Clyde, I hope to see us back folks, in 2023. All right, you've been told. So pass it on to all your members. If anyone there from Loman and Clyde are listening, you've been told. Big Rab wants you back in 2023. All right? (laughs) Okay, now moving on to another little news story then. Uh, We were contacted uh, there recently uh, by, I can't remember exactly who now, but we did receive an email telling us about a story of Lismore City Pipe Band down there in Queensland in Australia. 
Now, if you've been following the news and everything in Australia, would you be aware that there have been terrible flooding happening, especially in the Queensland area? Uh, flash floods as well, and have had a devastating effect on businesses and homes all in and around the Queensland area. And Lismore City Pipe Band, unfortunately, lost their band hall. The entire thing was flooded out. They lost all of their equipment. Their band hall was absolutely wrecked. And all of those old historical things and everything that the band had held on to for over the years are gone. So Pipe Bands Queensland are doing what they can now to try and raise funds for the band to try and help them rebuild. Because the band has been there as part of the community for over 75 years. So such news as this is absolutely devastating. And So if you can help, then we have shared out the details and everything to a GoFundMe page that has been put up by Pipe Pipe Bands Queensland. And So yeah, please do. Head over to the Big Rab Show social media. We've shared out the link and everything there where you can go and donate. Now, $1, $10, $100, it all helps. So if yeah, if you can do... Please help support Lismore City Pipe Band as they try and recover everything and rebuild following the terrible floods there in Queensland and Australia. So shout out to Lismore uh, City Pipe Band. We hope that you manage to rebuild soon. And we again, we hope to see you back on the grass again, playing out the tunes as well. Indeed, such terrible news. So, yeah, with all of this news being on a bit of a downer, I think I kind of want to get a bit of a, a news story. That'll cheer us all up. So what about this one? The Lewis and Harris Youth Pipe Band are holding a bit of a fundraiser. Yeah, they're holding a bake sale of all things. Yeah, homemade cakes and uh, yeah, you can buy five of them for a tenner. So why not pop in to the Lewis Pipe Band Hall, which is just opposite the Tesco's there. And uh, yeah, that's going to be held on the 9th of April from half ten till 2.30 in the evening. Music, of course, will be uh, presented to you by the Lewis and Harris Youth Pipe Band themselves. For more information on how you can attend the fundraiser and help raise some much needed funds for the band, just have a, a look at them on social media. Lewis and Harris Youth Pipe Band and their upcoming fundraiser there on the 9th of April and you know I, I do love a bit of cake every now and again so yeah I think I would love to go to this myself <laughs> so there you are great to see bands fundraising and stuff again so yeah why not head along to that and help raise some much needed cash for the band indeed Alrighty, I do have to mention that following the announcement from Loman and Clay that they aren't able to feel the band and everything, Pipestrums.com put out an opinion piece talking about if there were ever a time to cap numbers, it's now. And reading the opinion piece, which I assume was from the pen of Andrew Bertoff, it makes for some very interesting reading. Again, it revisits... The old argument about whether, you know, fielding 30 pipers is just as difficult as fielding six. And uh, is this now the opportunity to reduce band numbers to possibly help those in lower grades? You know, again, pointing the finger at some of the grade one big guns who are, yeah, well, they're being accused of hoovering up all of the talent, I suppose. And anyone that doesn't make it to the cut then just gets scattered to the wastelands, I suppose. And yes, the thought is, as if you cap the bigger big guns, then that will give the little bands in the other grades a better chance, I suppose. Now, this is a debate that we've been talking about on the Big Rab Show at nauseam. We have spoke about it over and over and over again to no real conclusion. As to the debate on the number cap, I've kind of flip-flopped around. 
sometimes I thought, yes, a number cap is a great idea, and it could possibly help, you know, the other bands and grades below some of the upper-tier bands, you know? So the number cap may have an effect there. But also, if you are talented enough and you, you know, earned your position to be able to play with one of these grade one big guns, your dream band, well then, would you not be kind of gutted if you got dropped because of a number cap rule? And your pipe major had to say to you, uh, sorry mate, you can't play today because numbers. That's it. You know, it's not because of your talent, your ability. It's because of what it says on a lump of paper here. So, yeah, I've always seen the positive and negative of a number cap. And this opinion piece by PipesDrums.com has certainly sparked a lot of debate among the piping world. One of which the PipesDrums.com don't seem to want to listen to. Uh, because whenever you see their post on social media, they dropped it on their Facebook page. And... Um, yeah, they closed the comment section. They didn't want anyone discussing it below, uh, which was an interesting choice. Uh, so ourselves in the Big Rab Show, of course, we shared it on our social media, and that's where the conversation seemed to happen. A lot of people, again, some people saying, yes, introduce a number cap. Absolutely, it should be done. It should be done now. And other people saying then, no, why cap the number? You know, if you earn your spot, then you deserve to be there. And other arguments about that as well. You know, this could be in another entire podcast again, talking about the number cap. But I don't want to repeat over old ground. We've been there before. We've talked about the number cap idea, the positives and negatives and uh, all of that aside. So you can go back over previous Big Rab Show pods and listen to that if you want. If, however, we do get enough conversation about this on our social media or even on our email box, thebigrabshow at gmail.com, then, uh, yeah, we may well revisit this topic. Is it now possibly the time to bring this old chestnut back again for another debate and see whether, you know, we think it's a good idea to introduce it or not? I don't know. I don't know. But seeing, you know, when grade one big bands like Loman and Clyde that we were expecting to hit the grass and thump us all with some decent tunes, yeah, seeing that news was incredibly disappointing. And I don't know if this is kind of like... You know, striking when the iron is hot, I suppose, and taking an opportunity when you can and reintroducing this old argument about a possible number cap. I can see positives and negatives here, and it's an interesting conversation to have, one of which we may well continue in the near future, but go and read that article on pipesdrums.com, and again, you can draw your own conclusions. So, before I wrap up all the news and updates for this week, I have to give a shout to the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band, who were involved in something really quite special just yesterday, in fact. So, yeah, yesterday, in the town of Cookstown, it's seen a royal visit from Prince Charles and his wife Camilla. And, yeah, they were having a visit to Cookstown, and, of course, in attendance were the Matt Boyd Memorial, or specifically three pipers from the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band, Larry Ferguson, Alan Ferguson, and Emma Ferguson. Three generations of one family, all involved in the Matt Boyd, uh, yeah, and played an absolute storm. They were in news outlets all across the UK, uh, they were interviewed as well on radio, TV, they were everywhere, and completely unavoidable. It was fantastic to see so much Great piping, if anything. Uh, yes, Charles and Camilla both took their time to go and meet with all three. And, yeah, I have to say, well done to all three. That would have been absolutely nerve-wracking. You know, playing for royalty. Uh, but, hey, they sounded fantastic as well. So, well done uh, to Larry, Alan and Emma. 
you guys done a fantastic job. And I'm sure that's a memory that you folks will take with you. You know, meeting royalty, everyone can't say that, you know. I piped for royalty. So fantastic stuff. Shout out to the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band. Uh, yes, they've published photographs and stuff of the royal meetup and that. And uh, rightfully proud of it too. Indeed. And Oh, I know it's another shameless plug. But if you do want to see the Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band in concert, then... Yeah, they're playing at the Klaus Gelt gig this weekend. Indeed. <laughs> now, this brings me on to my last news story, and it's a bit of a reminder for folks out there. There are some dates fast approaching where you need to get your paperwork in order. Now, I'm talking about transfer papers. Now, like I said, this week's word of the week is change. And... Yeah, these deadlines for these changes are fast approaching. There was a quick reminder put out there by the Glasgow and West of Scotland branch, uh, which you kind of need to pay attention to. If you are hoping to transfer from a higher grade to a lower grade, then these transfer papers need to be 42 days prior to the competition that you're hoping to compete at. So I have to tell you that. So just put that in the memory banks. Also, if any other transfer, so in the same grade or yeah, from lower to higher, then 14 days prior to any competition. So the 42-day transfer, if you're moving from higher to lower, that would kind of make it in the near future, I suppose. The first competition that we're heading to is in Gurak, of course, on the 8th of May. And that would make your 42-day deadline being the 25th of March, which is Friday. When you're listening to this podcast, hopefully it's the 25th of March is your 42-day deadline for the first competition in May. Yeah, you've been warned. And also your 14-day deadline then for the first competition would be the 22nd of April. So, yeah, if you are going to be considering handing in your transfer forms and stuff, depending on which grade you're moving from will depend on when you have to have your paperwork in place. So keep that all in mind. Also, for Northern Ireland competitions, the first Northern Ireland competition is on the 14th of May in Bangor. So the 42-day rule, again, means that your paperwork has to be by with headquarters by the 1st of April. And that's by my calculations. I could be totally wrong. And also, the 14-day deadline then would make it the 29th of April. So 1st of April, if you're moving from higher to lower, and the 29th then, if you're moving from any other grade, Indeed. So they are. So that's yeah, complicated. And yeah, if you are curious at all about your paperwork and your transfer forms and whatnot, please get them in order. They're so vitally important. And uh, yeah, make sure that you're adhering to all the appropriate deadlines. But just to let you know that there's one coming up this weekend, 25th of March. If you're moving from higher to lower and you're hoping to compete in Gurk on the 8th of May, then you don't have long to get your paperwork in. That's all I'm going to say on that front. So there you go. Alrighty, I've probably calculated some dates wrong, the deadlines wrong, all that stuff. It could be stuff that Rob got wrong, more than likely. Uh, but hey, it wouldn't be like me. If there's anything that we've talked about in this week's podcast or any others, of course, uh, yeah, please do email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com is where you do it. Or you can do it, of course, on our weekly drone feature, TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you can go and let us have it and let us know about all the stuff that I got wrong this week. <laughs> Indeed. Alrighty, well, that's it for the news this week. I reckon it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. 
Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Ah yes, topic of the week time and you guessed it by the title of this week's episode we're talking with pipe major Alistair McLaren. Of course, we reported the story uh, that Alistair was moving from his abode in Scotland to head back home to sunny Australia. Perth to be exact. And yes, thankfully, I got an opportunity to catch up with him as we talk about his work now with his new band that he's in charge of, the Western Australia Police Pipe Band, or as they're affectionately known, WAPOL. And uh, yeah, we get to hear all the action that they're up to, all their work that they're doing in the community. It's so exciting, actually. So yeah, absolutely fantastic efforts down there. And uh, also, you know, teaching a, a new development band as well. So yeah, there's so much to unpack here. So rather than me slabber on about it, let's welcome Pipe Major Alistair McLaren to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Pipe Major Alistair McLaren. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Big Rab. How are you going? Not bad. Well, if anything, things are probably going a lot better for you in a minute in sunny Perth. It's actually snowing outside whenever I'm recording this. <laughs> really? Well, look, to be honest, and, and a lot of and a lot of people would would probably roll their eyes, but I actually have missed the snow a little bit uh, being back here. I do miss my uh, cold morning runs, so it's uh, yeah. But look, right. I'm not going to complain. We get we get nice sunny days. So there you go. So you actually moved back to Perth around April. Uh, when was when was it? April twenty twenty, I think, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, so my, I was due to to move back in April, um, mm-hmm. but I had to I had to move it forward by about a month. Um, so I moved in March, mm-hmm. um, twenty twenty, uh, due to um, well, moving early because of COVID. Really, yeah. um, you know, they were going to shut the borders here in Perth, and I'd already, um, you know, ha- left. Well notified the pipe center that I was leaving and then, you know, handed in my tent, my, my rent terminated that. And so I didn't really want to get stuck um, without a job and also with nowhere to stay. So I had to, to quickly get back here uh, to Perth. And then I actually then uh, finished out my time at the pipe center remotely here in Perth. Um, so, yeah, so I've been here, I've been here. It's been a very quick um, two years now coming up to, um yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's been a very different two years and as the pipe band world has been you know it's it's mm. funny since i left uh scotland um and even with my time with the glasgow police there you know there's 
there's nothing really that's that's happened and it's, it's just yeah i'm sure you guys over there are uh itching just to to get back out and competing again yeah that's it exactly it seems to be as soon as you left the piping world just went on pause so can you come back pretty much you know <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it has yeah can you can you believe this or not i, I still haven't had my leaving do yet it's been it's been on postponed oh wow, really <laughs> um so yeah i mean I, I i had to i came flew out pretty brisk um mm. and so yeah my leaving do i said well we'll get we'll do it and i come back in august um of that year go. but it never happened so yeah the next time hopefully maybe even this year um uh you know i'll be able to get my leaving due and actually properly officially say farewell to all my friends even though i haven't seen them for two years yeah (laughs) indeed (laughs) so can i ask then this well since we're talking about the move is there anything then about the uk scotland and that that you miss you know maybe some square sausage the bad weather maybe um look and i'm not i'm not just doing this for a plug i do miss the pipe majors breakfast at the piping center ah there you go yeah. yeah so i do i do miss that and look i do miss um i, I miss all my friends over there you know mm. over 13 years uh being in scotland and in in the scene and yeah. um i miss all the guy the guys and girls that are that i you know form some really strong friendships with and and i and i miss the the kids and the youth band the the, the project and yeah um and and seeing seeing young people develop over there and being a part of that and then seeing their smiling faces on stage so yeah look there's Matt there's there's things that I, I definitely miss but um you know it was the right time for me personally yeah. to come back and um and you know I, I it's, it's not for one minute that I've regretted it um I, I knew that I would miss a lot of things but you know as in anything so, you know sometimes you have to to give up some things to 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 come back to other things so that's um, it exactly yeah. yeah well if anything it has been a great move for you if you don't mind me saying because as pipe major of the western australia police pipe band you guys have been incredibly busy over this last couple of years how have you found it since you've taken up the role now back again with wapal yeah it's look it's been really exciting um and and challenging at the same time i mean the band um when i left the band in 2007 to move to scotland has evolved considerably since then um and you know there's there's only probably a couple of guys left that were there um when i was there the last time from back then um and they're obviously the longest serving guys now um but no it's been fantastic to come back um and to be a part of the team again and and you know i've had to find my way and and learn um a lot of new things and what the band does is a lot of things have changed over those 13 years um, but look, it's been a, it's been a great journey so far, and we're you know looking to to expand. I mean, from my point of view, I, you know, the band was always uh, known back when I was in the band previously, um, even from when I was you know 18 or 17 when I first sort of joined the band mm-hmm. um, for its innovative ideas in terms of its concerts formats, yeah, and yeah. and that's because you know we don't we don't get to perform in front of a pipe band audience um, for majority of our performances. So we really need to think about how the general public react and how to captivate them for, um, you know, more than five minutes. If if we were just to stand there and play pipe band repertoire for half an hour, we'd probably lose them within about five minutes. So we we need to really be innovative. And the guys that we have there now in in the team, uh, there's some really, uh, uh, creative people and um 
yeah, there's some going to be, and I'm sure you know, there's been there's been little hints of that that have come out through the past couple of years with some of the videos that have come out on on some of the things we can do. But we've got some really cool things in the pipeline that we're looking forward to hopefully getting out there through the course of the next twelve months. Um, with Ooh. all going things going well, so yeah, we'll see what see what happens. Well, if anything, I think the last time we seen you guys in action here in the UK was the Kids with Cancer charity event that was online. And you guys, you know, submitted performances and stuff. I think you were, well, number one, possibly the only band involved in that event because you guys could actually play together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The choice of repertoire was very different as well. Like, I noticed that a lot of the folks involved in the event played, like March to Space, Reels, Hornpipes, Jigs, the usual stuff. But you guys had, like, a proper concert set prepared, you know? Pretty so, much. Is that because you guys, uh, well, essentially are a community band and you're engaging with a non-piping audience all the time? It is. So, you know, you know, we, like I said, we, the, we played two hornpipes in that set that we played yeah. for, the, for the kids uh, for cancer event. Um, but if, you know, like I said, if we were to play those two hornpipes just out in the street here in Perth, um, probably, you know, most people would stop for a probably three parts of the first tune and then they'll be like, oh, it just sounds the same, just bagpipes and yeah. <laughs> bad noise. Um, so for us to sort of capture them, um, you know, we have to think a little bit outside the box and what could we add to enhance the music. And for that set in particular, there was some sort of uh, influences of some dance, you know, dance music and things like that getting involved. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got guys in the, in the t- like I said before, um, I mean, my lead drummer, Gary Potter, is a pretty – awesome sound engineer and um he's pretty good at at, at um at doing some some magic work on that so on the uh recording uh tools so yeah we, we had to cover some really good backing ideas for that and yeah that's how that came about really and in the video was pretty simple we didn't we didn't spend too much time on recording that in such because uh, we wanted to make it showcase Perth as it was with the city in the background but um yeah. yeah the ones that we're probably looking to go forward down the track as you've probably seen with Superfly that we released um mm-hmm. last yeah. year we're a little bit more we've got a few more cameras now uh with the band that we can do a little bit more enhancement with things so we're yeah we're looking to do a bit more experimentation with this stuff and seeing where it will take us really
fantastic. Well, if anything, uh, well, since you kind of took over the role again uh, at that, well, at Wapol, you guys established a new development band uh, with a whole bunch of young kids getting involved in learning. Can I ask then, as being a service band, how did you kind of reach out to the local community and how did these kids just stumble upon, oh, I want to lift a practice chanter? <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, you know, when I came back to Perth, uh, I mean, it's always sort of been in my mind when I was in Scotland that one day, if I ever came back to Perth, I would like to establish something like that. Um, it'd probably never be on the grand scale that the youth band in Scotland would be because obviously that's that's a massive flagship. That's something that, you know, we're, we mm. could, we're aspiring to here now in Perth, really, because that's the, the top end of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always thought that, you know, we're, we're a full-time uh, musical ensemble and we have some amazing musicians in the band that, um, that currently, you know, um, have some massive experience behind them you know guys who are playing at the highest level still uh, still you know if if, we're, if the waypole aren't competing then you know they're playing with scottish power field marshal whatever so yeah, yeah. you know why we should be utilizing those those resources here in perth and um mm. you know why want you know i never had that such growing up for myself so i'd love to see young kids being able to tap into that and and my guys then hopefully passing that on to the next generation, which will only make the, hopefully um, time will tell whether, whether that will then increase the, the standard of, of young players in the state. It's not going to be a, a short term pro. It's going to be a very long term one. Mm. Um, but yeah, so how we reach out basically is we, we initially just, we, we went out through our social media network, but what we do now is we've got um, two guys um in the band uh that they're sort of the administrators so scott hannah who actually plays with um shots and die is, is yeah, so, so he's right. young scott he's, he's mm-hmm. not as, uh, well, i call him young scott because i've known him since he was very young um <laughs> and then and then danny bowles who was a member of the victoria police back in the day um and those guys are, are uh, charged with looking after the band and they go out to schools now and are, are starting to set up uh, sort of teaching programs in schools, hopefully close to the Maylands area where we are based. Yeah. And then we're looking at that sort of branching out. So at the moment, um, we have sort of about 40 kids involved. Um, really? but, 40? Wow, uh, that's quite a lot, yeah. Asler. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th- hopefully that will grow. It's all going to come down to really how resources and how, how much um, – you know, how much we're able to give to the project ourselves. But yeah. um, look, it's getting a lot of positive feedback from the, the department, the police force. Mm. Um, and so as long as that that's there, then we'll try and do our best to try and um, pass on these skills to young people. And look, hopefully my, my goal, you know, when I'm old and grey, um, hopefully I can sit back and watch um, maybe one of your your uh, live feeds, and I'll be saying, "Look, there's um, I don't know, there's John. He was part of the the youth yeah, band, and band. You know, way back yeah. in the day, and now, now he's playing with I don't know whoever will be the top band at that point in time. <laughs> um, you know, and and we've been a part of that journey. It's you know that's that would make me a very very happy person. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and a great vision. If anything else, you know, it, it kind of helps the entire piping scene in that area, if you know what I mean. As you say, developing the yeah. next generation of player, so important, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Your guys' involvement with this development of youth is just fantastic for the area. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some outside of the police band as well. There's some really top guys here in Perth mm. um, that have that have done a lot of work over the years as well. So hopefully we're, we're 
we're adding to that in time. Yeah. So it, it'll over, overly benefit then the, the piping and drumming scene. Um, and as, yeah. as, in, as in Australia, and we're in a, you know, Perth's a small city really compared to a lot of cities. Um, you know, the, the hardest thing for every, not just ourselves, but every band here in Perth is, is just maintaining that enthusiasm and motivation for, for young people to keep uh, this very unique instrument um and going and take it up so you know like i said a lot of, we're looking forward to the pipe band scene getting going again over there so we can show them clips and of, of you know even though there's lots of things on youtube these days you want to show what's currently happening and you know that, that's how i you know fell in love with the pipe band scene it was nothing like youtube but it was basically recordings and listening to yeah, you know field marshall and, yeah, yeah cassette tape mm-hmm. field marshall debut and album that was really <laughs> one that hit me and the victoria police albums you know that was like well i, I want to one day hopefully be able to play like that. And then, yeah. you know, I managed to fulfill my dreams myself. So hopefully we can do that for some young people here. Ah, oh, fantastic. I love to hear that. So can I ask, it's probably a bit of a dopey question, but I know over here in the UK and yourself knows it too, a lot of kids would take up piping and drumming because of the tradition. You know, daddy was a piper, granda was a piper and so many generations of pipers. And there's that traditional thing, but in Australia, yeah. you don't have that. So how, you know, I just don't know how kids come to piping and drumming. They just go, I want to give that a go because it's a bit unusual. Or do they think it's cool? Or, you know, what's the motivation for some of the kids taking it up? Um, well, look, I mean, Australia, I'm not going to go this so, so People are going to say the convicts sort of thing. I'm going to wait for that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, but look, Australia does have a rich uh, Scottish, uh, I don't know, uh, population school, yeah. yeah connection mm. yeah and especially here in, from you know that's a whole of Australia but in here in Perth especially there's a there's a really massive expat community here mm. um for one reason being it's the closest probably port to 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 Scotland from here you know it's only yeah. really one stop to Dubai and then you're into Glasgow so um True. so it's not I think there's a lot of people who feel a sense of connection whether it's a, a first connection with with their their dad or their mum, or yeah. where it's a grandfather or a grandma that were was involved, or yeah, I think that's where it connects. And and a lot of them then, like myself, just happened to be in a school that that provided that. So you know, I was very fortunate to go to mm. school here in Perth, just around the corner from where I'm sitting right now, Trinity College, and and they had a pipe band program. And my granddad back at the time said, "Oh, it'd be, it'd be great if um." one of the boys, either myself or my brother would take up the bagpipes. And then, uh, you know, a couple of months later, I'm, I'm signing up for the bagpipes, but then I, then I got put on the tenor drum to start off with. Oh, Cause there no. was no, there was, there was no, <laughs> there was no room that there was, the piping program was quite full. So, wow. yeah. um, so yeah, ended up getting, ended up taking it up. So that's how most people, people do. I mean, other people will see a pipe band playing and, and mm. just, you know, I guess young people will say, look, I'm really keen to, to try that, get, try a hand at that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and then it's just really our job to truly, to really show them what can be, what can be achieved. Cause I think that's being in Scotland, you can see that you can see firsthand yeah. top, top bands. You can see some fantastic traditional musicians mm. um, be involved in lots of different projects, but sort of here in Australia, you are sort of limited. So if you don't, know what's out there can't see what what top pipers are doing and, and top bands are doing yeah. um then you do probably lose a bit of interest over time so it's us it's our responsibility as instructors and people who have had that experience to hopefully keep that 
carrot dangling in front of them to show, look, if you really work hard, there's a lot of doors that can open up for you, uh, you know, not only here in Australia, but internationally, because pipes is really a, a, a universal instrument all over the world. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So can I, can I, I want to touch on a bit of a question. You previously recorded an interview with Andrew Bertoff there on pipesdrums.com. And there was a question there where he asked you about maintaining the standards of the band. Now, please don't take this the wrong way, but service bands have got a bit of a bad rep over this last number of years as being, they're the band that turns up, plays Green Hills about Zora and then go home, you know? Yeah. WAPOL are completely the polar opposite of that. You guys are on the top of the piping pile, I suppose. How do you guys maintain such a high standard? Yeah, look, uh, I mean, the, the band's come a long way from where over it's, um, you know, it's 50 plus years mm. of existence. Um, you know, we used to, we probably were started out that way. So every band starts off. And I guess it's just in terms of maintaining standard, it's just trying to keep aspiring to be the best best we possibly can as individual players, but as a team. And I think with us, uh, most of us having still that communication or contact with, with bands in Scotland um, Mm. and, or, and, you know, these days, especially with, with social media and uh, YouTube and all this sort of um, resources that we have to access, you know, these are the things that, that that allow us to, to, to keep up to date with things that are happening um because i mean i remember years ago you know this is probably back in like the 1990s i remember 1997 actually and this is a, a story going way back and you know we were coming across to the to play at the ember tattoo and take part mm-hmm. in a few competitions in grade two we had no idea of what we were walking into really and it wasn't uh if, if it wasn't for a very kind a friend of ours he was a former prime age of the band actually blue mcmurchie um mm-hmm who took a couple of video recordings for us of a grade two contest at one of the major championships or something and then sent that over to us. We really didn't know what we were going to be, oh, you know, wow. coming up against. Yeah. So that's mm. how we used to try and try and sort of maintain our standards. So it's a lot easier these days to, to do it. Um, but yeah, really just, just being down to a lot of hard work, um, keeping, you know, professional standards individually, ensuring that we're, we're always, you know, playing at the best level we possibly can. I mean, all of us in the band here. I mean, we 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 are evaluating and our playing each year to to try and make sure that we're 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 keeping our standard high. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just those sort of things. Um, but we're, yeah, these days I think it's a lot easier to do it in terms of our repertoire, though. Um, when we we obviously do play the Green Hills and things like that. I mean, our, our graduation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our graduation repertoire is pretty stock standard, but it's yeah. all about the the, the recruits really. So, um, but and, and it's mostly important for us to to get get them around the parade ground as easy as easiest as possible. But mm-hmm. um, look, yeah. outside of that, yeah, we we try and make sure we're playing you know grade one standard tunes and we're, we're executing them to the best of our ability as as though we're playing them in Scotland against you know. The, you know the top bands and you know mm-hmm. we try and do that yeah. as best we can and i think you definitely achieve that for sure yeah as, especially if right. recent recordings are anything to go by yeah oh, <laughs> so, thanks mate yeah can i ask then uh obviously the question was asked in part of that interview again about what the future holds for for the band and i know myself that you guys have been working behind the scenes on your concert material in the hope that you could hit the stage again is there any plans rolling forward for an upcoming performance or I don't know, recordings, anything like that? Yeah, look, we're, I mean, ever since I came back to the band, 
um, you know, one of the first things on because obviously that's part of that's part of my makeup really with with, with like my 13 years in Scotland really up mm. is concerts. So I, I love doing those things. I think that's a, another fantastic way of getting pipe music out there and performing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we did plan on trying to do a concert sort of last year, but just just due to COVID and all sorts of things, it just wasn't yeah. happening. So mm-hmm. we do actually do have a we do have a repertoire. We do have a, do have a, a set ready to go for performing um it's just really trying to lock down a date when we can do it and at the moment uh with here in perth we're sort of experiencing our first sort of real outbreak um so yeah yeah so we're at the moment we, we you know everyone's on edge at the moment so there's not really any there's more things getting cancelled than than kept mm. at the moment yeah. so we don't really know hopefully we we we'll be able to form something towards the back end of the year. I mean, we've got, we've been working hard, not only with, you know, to try and get hopefully the, the youth band to play something like this, but also we've got a guest player program where we, we took on board a couple, well, about a year and a half ago, um, some local players to try and help them improve their standard oh, see, so that they yeah. can stand on stage with us. So then that bolsters us, our numbers locally here in Perth. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's the goal. But outside of that concert itself, you know, we're, we're looking also to, um, you know, put some more music music videos out there as like our Superfly one last year, um, which was more produced with, you know, it wasn't just just standing on stage. It was very much uh, thought about, you know, how we were going to film this. We, we do have a lot of other uh, musical sets which are involved in the concert. We're, we're thinking of um, showcasing different little parts of Perth, you know, out in the bush somewhere or oh, wherever. So, um, so yeah, you know, like, like any sort of, uh, well, traditional bands are doing it these days or rock bands, you know, why can't a pipe band, um, do those types of music, uh, videos, yeah. uh, to, to launch music, so launch their new sets or new pieces of music. So we we we've got the technology, we've got the guys, uh, in the band that are able to do this. So yeah, why not we, t- why, why should we take advantage of that and um, exactly. and do that? So that's what that's what we're looking at doing at the moment, and then and obviously um, expanding and hopefully further developing the youth band really. So that's on that's the projects that are on the horizon. Uh, but you, you know that's all outside of our you know normal police duty police duties in terms of our you know public performance for the police or graduations or yeah. you know all those types of things so all your ceremonial stuff i suppose as well as all of yeah. the community outreach and stuff you guys are incredibly busy you know never mind yeah. all your ceremony stuff you're meeting with local school kids and you know absolutely know. Yeah. it seems to be every day you guys have another gig I don't know any other pipers out there that work as hard. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, one of yeah. the one of the one of the greatest, which I really enjoy doing, is our visits to primary schools. And yeah. you know, we, you know, the police, in terms of our frontline role, is is projecting that positive image to the community. And so, because yeah. most of us really, our, our our sort of engagement with police is getting, you know, getting pulled over and then getting a speeding fine or getting in trouble. You know, so yeah, yeah getting in trouble. So for for us, it's our it's it's our job to try and project that positive light um so yeah we get a lot of enjoyment out of that and just to see kids smiling when they see um the the band come and play and we have we put on a you know i'm not sure if if guys are seen on our social media on a facebook page sometimes we pull out the hokey pokey and do a bit of dance around and stuff like (laughs) that for the kids so you know it's uh yeah yeah, it's all put it's all put on so you know one day we might be playing i don't know some complicated uh hornpipe set with some full backing (laughs) and then next minute we're, we're doing you know nursery rhymes 
at a primary school. So yeah. look, it's a really, a really varied job, but that, that's what makes this job so special. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I dare say you guys are having a lot of fun doing it as well. If you don't mind me saying, you seem to have the best yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guys, look, it takes a special person to, to, uh, to, to be in this sort of a job, but the, the team that we have here in the band at the moment is fantastic. They're all um, very positive and yeah, we all get on really well. So yeah, it's, when you have when you have an, a positive environment like that, you know the the sky's the limit, really. So yeah, it's great, it's fantastic. So for those of you out there who haven't checked out the Western Australia Police Pipe Band, like you're really missing a treat. These guys are fantastic. So yeah, I hope you don't mind. I'm blowing your head up here right now, but yeah, honestly, go and check out any of Thanks, the performances. Yeah, thank They're you. fantastic. So can I ask you a personal question then? Are you still doing your Ironman training? Yeah. You're still running and biking, swimming, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's, that's one of the, the beauties of being back here in Perth is the, is the weather. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, I, you know, I'm still covering a lot. I mean, this, if you're putting into, into mileage, you know, I still, still cycle about this week. I think I've got 140 Ks this week. I run about over, run about, I don't know, 30 plus Ks and I've swam about wow. five Ks. So, so yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's still yeah but I mean a, a lot of it I find it funny because I'll be out with the training group or something like that and someone will complain about the weather and I sort of or, or I'll be sitting around and sometimes I don't want to go out in that weather and it wouldn't be raining that much and I sort of look yeah. at them and go mate you don't know what it's really like to go and train in some <laughs> real weather because uh so Scotland Scotland and 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 the guys there and I'll you know I'll give my old club a plug Fusion Tri Club really uh taught yeah. me a lot of lessons and uh built me hard, harder to come back so there's no no skimping when it comes to a little oh. bit of rain out there these there days you go. yeah you can cope with all conditions <laughs> absolutely absolutely also oh, thanks so much for taking time to chat to us here in the podcast mate and we wish you every success with the project for sure and especially with the development band we're very keen to see how that all uh, pans out mate so please keep us informed if you have any upcoming performances anything like that please let us know we'd love to see them Absolutely. Thank you so much, Big Rav, for having your show. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see all my friends soon in August. Yeah. Oh, indeed, man. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. No worries. Ah, fantastic stuff. Thanks so much, Alistair, for taking time to chat to us here on the podcast. It's just great to catch up with yourself and you know, to hear all about the band and the incredible work that's going on. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic stuff. For more information, if anyone's curious about the band, of course, they do have a social media page uh, where you can uh, check out performance videos and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, go and enjoy. Indeed, there's so much there to unpack. Indeed. So, that's it from quite a fascinating topic of the week this week. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you all for downloading this week, and each and every week for that matter. And, uh, yes, if you haven't yet, please do consider going over there and hitting that little follow button or subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. And, uh, yeah, each and every week you'll get a little bing to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Yeah, and of course, don't forget you can help support the show on Patreon if you would like to. You don't have to, but if you'd like to, uh, there's a lot of great extra stuff back there in our Patreon page and more stuff to come as well. Uh, So if you want to see all that exclusive stuff, then Patreon is where it's at. Indeed. So every click of support really does help us produce our show and keep the wheels turning here at the Big Rab Show. So yeah, help support the show. Get your hands on tons of extra stuff. And uh, yeah, we can keep on going. Indeed. Well, with that being said, I hope to see you all in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh this weekend for the Kloss Kelt concert. Oh my God! 
It's going to be so good. And I can't wait. Yeah, seeing Klaus Kelt back in action again. And uh, this is the new and improved Grade 1 Klaus Kelt. Yes, newly promoted to the grade. And uh, I'm so excited to see how the band sounds and what they perform. And oh, it's just going to be so good. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys can enjoy the show along with us, of course. This weekend in the Marketplace Theatre, it's going to be so good. Of course, next week's podcast, I dare say, will have a little bit of content from the concert, possibly. Yeah, quite possibly me annoying everybody with a microphone, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, it'll be so much fun. So, Klaus Kell concert this weekend's going to be blistering, and I hope to see a lot of you there in the audience this weekend. And I dare say I'll catch up with you all and get Rab Show selfies, which are almost compulsory now at this stage. Indeed. <laughs> Alrighty, well, like I said, that's it for the Rab Show podcast this week. I am out the door. Thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week. Don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show and what we do over here. And we can introduce even more people to what we do over here. Yeah, the great music of the great Highland Bagpipe should be celebrated far and wide. And that's exactly what we're here for. Until next week, folks, we'll see you in the Marketplace Theatre. And we'll see us. <laughs> I know I'm going on a bit now, aren't I? But yeah, we'll see us in the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. Ten ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. Ah, yeah. Time for another episode of Rab Show Plus. How you doing, everyone here on Patreon? And, uh, yeah, these are exclusive to just you Patreon folks, so uh, this is a bit of extra stuff that nobody else gets to hear. So, yeah, thank you, everyone here on Patreon, for clicking on support. It really does mean the world to us here uh, on the Rab Show team, especially over the next coming months as we're preparing to cover this incoming season.